0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 on KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to the Lone Star Community Radio.
1: Good morning. It is Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from Muggy, downtown Conroe on 104.5, 106.1. And we are streaming out live this morning on Facebook and YouTube. Go to uh, your search for Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. With me, as always, is my awesome co-host,
2: Dick. All right, we're up.
1: Good. Man,
2: sorry about that. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, the twenty-first of June. Summer officially it's, started today. Is very serious? This is the summer. When does summer officially end? Uh, like September? No, no, no. It's uh, you
1: got the summer sol, the summer solstice, which is June twenty-first. Okay. And then it goes to September, and I'm trying to remember what the date is. What officially marks the end of summer? I'll have to look that one up. I can't remember. Okay. But, yeah, there we go. So make sure. I'm going to
2: check real quick. Everything's running real quick.
1: You do that. But it is muggy outside. It's going to get up to, like, 94 again today. Uh, but the heat index is going to make it feel like it's 312 degrees outside. Uh, we got some thunderstorms planned for, like, all, all right, weekend and all next week. So... Uh, Hopefully no flooding in on that. But it it will bring the temperatures down to even the uh, 80s, possibly.
2: Okay. Well, it's going to be an interesting weekend. And uh, before we get started with the show, I want to say a special thanks to our supporters and sponsors of Dick and Skippy in the Mornings. We have the the tasteful Bean Punk Coffee in Montgomery and in Conroe. And we also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning in the Montgomery County area and C3 Productions, all your creative content. Creative? I don't. I'm never, gonna, C3, get, I'm, creative content I'm never gonna get it. I'm never gonna it's get it. It's okay. We're gonna tattoo. it. Is it, it my dyslexic? We're gonna uh, go. dyslexia. There Can I go. use that as an excuse? Sure,
1: it is. And so, yeah. to to what we're gonna do is, you and I are gonna go on a little road trip to Tijuana one day, and I'm gonna get you drunk. You're gonna wake up with the tattoo. It's
2: like, but it's reverse. <laughs> so I have to look in a mirror.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be on your forehead every time you look in the mirror.
2: That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, I would also want to let know our listeners know that we're uh, broadcast. We're trying out YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Uh, let us know how the quality is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I had to do a little bit of rewiring on the software, and hopefully it's working. Uh, so if you're watching, uh, let us know if you encounter any issues. Uh, but I wanted to tell you, yesterday we started a new show here on Lone Star Community Radio. Okay. Uh, it is a great show. It's called Crime Scene Today. Crime uh, Scene Today. Yes. Uh, it is a cool, it, it's a very interesting show because it's, hosted by a fellow officer here in the Montgomery County area, Dan Zintek. I hope I pronounced that right, Dan. Sorry. Uh, And yesterday he had on a woman named Lori, with L-O-R-I, Gibson. Uh, She is a forensic artist. And she's, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. And she is flown around the country for her talent. Do you think
1: she could do our caricatures?
2: Well, what's funny about that was she is... We're reposting the stuff to YouTube and stuff like that today. Uh, Unfortunately, there was some weird thing going on with the software where audio worked live, but then after the show ended, it disappeared. So I've been trying to... And we didn't even get flagged or anything, so I don't know what happened to it. So I'm re-uploading it all because I really want to encourage listeners who are interested. They literally talked for the whole hour about her ability... To see people without really seeing them and drawing them. And wow. she, and so to give you a joke about the portrait, she does portraits for mayors and things like that. Like she's doing one for the mayor of Houston. She's doing uh
1: Sylvester Turner. Okay.
2: She's she's, I think San Antonio. But what was interesting, I I I was listening to her and I go, Do people really want their portrait looking like a forensic artist portrait? <laughs> like you look like a criminal? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or a missing person? Because that's one thing I love about those type of drawings. There's always a little bit off, but it's just a little bit on. Yeah, the, and they
1: always lean one direction yeah. if you
2: notice that. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll link her website so you guys can check that out. It's, her name is Lori Gibson. and But, yeah, Crime Scene Today. Uh, it is a show. Basically, it's the, what Dan does. I think he is a CSI guy. Um, Dan, if you're listening, please tell me the official title of what you do. He's really He does the photography. He does all that kind of scene stuff. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's a little bit more credible than the actual TV show, CSI. And uh, there's some interesting uh, things going on in Montgomery County and in Houston about CSI. This is a show I've got to tune so, into. So, yeah. It's, uh, see,
1: you see my shirt?
2: It's, you support cops?
1: I support cops.
2: But not firefighters.
1: I do, too. I need to get a T-shirt that says that, too.
2: One thing I remember, uh, I wish... I, I, I know up in Northeast it's a really big deal. Is they do a hockey game mm-hmm. between the firefighters and the cops. They used to do it here at the uh, Toyota Center, but then the arrows left. And I, my uncle's an officer, and we we got to go see some of that. It's pretty fun to be able to sit in the Toyota Center front glass, nobody else really in there besides families. Uh-huh. It was really cool to watch that like after the game. But, uh, but yeah, to, I really would check that out. He's going to be doing his show on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on his Facebook and YouTube and Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, and yeah, each he, he, each week he'll be bringing a topic that is relative to present day and future law enforcement. So, but sh- like that woman that. was interesting though. It was cool to it was cool to listen to her how, she, how her story started because she's been involved I think with HPD with twenty plus years, and she's not an officer. And mm-hmm. she was talking about how basically, and we can listen to the interview, but she was attacked. And when, wow. when she was younger and it inspired her, she was a drawer. She inspired her how to draw out who attacked her so they could help. And then it, and I think it helped. And she realized that's her main goal now is when she does it, she wants that person to be caught. Because once that person's caught, she knows she was part of it. And she did, and she did her job. And that's when, uh, I think that's why she does it. Wow. Do you so, know if she ever worked with a psychic? Man, she's probably, well, that's one thing that was fascinating about her because she's all logic. So when, because you know what a forensic artist oh, yeah. is, if folks, listeners who don't know what that is, that's a lady who sits and talks to a Could victim, a guy. Uh, whatever, yeah, t- <laughs> talks to a victim and uh, they basically say, who attacked you? And it's like, oh, well, he had, you know, big eyes. He had Bill Clinton. Uh, but that's what uh, right. she does. And she does apparently a good job. So people fly her out. That's that's
1: fascinating. Is uh so crime scene now
2: today crime scene today crime scene today. Yeah. Check I'll it out. definitely
1: check out. Yeah, get that thing uploaded because so. I definitely want to want to watch uh,
2: listen to that. Yeah, one. it's gonna be cool. So just check that out. And I I when I heard I knew you'd be interested in that. Yeah, because we want to get caricatures for our graphics, and <laughs> I think if we look like mug I think we get mug shots. would be oh Maybe we can talk to, our, to Dan. Maybe we talk to our police people. Can we get mug shots real quick? Well, I looked
1: good in my mug shots. You really have a mug shot? No comment.
2: You. you can say yes or no. Maybe I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't. I, I almost got there, but it was just because I was nice. I didn't have to go. Okay. Because I was in a group of people who were acting up, and uh-huh. I was like, "I'm just here. What am I doing?" And like, so they found out I wasn't doing anything wrong.
1: It's amazing what a pleasant attitude will do. Uh, the other day, uh, I I got a nasty gram from my HOA. Uh-oh. Because, uh Oh. Because you know the Uh-oh. the flooding had collapsed my driveway.
2: Yeah, I remember that. And, Thor came down and uh, ruined it, I saw that. That's what it looked like. Someone just hammered yeah, it. Just, and then and it
1: totally, because uh, the, the waters had washed away the soil underneath. It had been a poor job before I ever bought the house. And then a big honking truck pulled into my driveway and just totally collapsed it. And because I've been in a legal wrangle with the people who actually collapsed it, because they're saying, well, it was going to collapse anyway, we're not going to pay for it. And the fact that, Just to, you know, your typical sidewalk repair guy or driveway repair guy is quoting me $11,000. So I've
2: spent the last year... You you know what you should do just to get some understanding of that? I watched this video of a company laying a driveway. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those kind of... Like, basically, I found a group of people who like calming videos, artisan videos. Basically, it's like them making wood or doing something. It's like, check out this... You never knew how... Hard it would be to make a good concrete driveway, and so this company, it was cool watching the whole step. I'm not eleven thousand. It's a lot of money. It's though. a lot
1: of money, and I'm I'm sure it's worth it, but I just don't have eleven thousand to to throw down on a driveway. Yeah. And he's uh, like, you do by section, man. Well, I don't. No, it's for like half the driveway that they're, they're they're asking for, and so to help. Keep people from pulling into my driveway because someone, you know, pulls in and collapse. You know, their car goes down the hole. I, I'm I'm on the hook for it yeah. legally. So I've got one of those big green dumpster bags in my driveway with some construction stuff, in it basically as a as a long term installation. <laughs> Well, and, uh, HOA, it doesn't, doesn't look the best, but it serves its purpose to like, get things straightened out. Well, HOA sent me a...
2: Yeah, like, you got to get the stuff out of the front yard, yeah, man.
1: Yeah, so we have a hearing set for Monday, oh, June 17th, 635. How long PM. has it been there?
2: A year? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Then, mm.
1: Well, that that's the thing. its And I used to be on this HOA board a few years ago, and I know what it's like to be on an HOA board, and, and this is a
2: very laid-back well, board. What's strange to me is they wouldn't approach you first. I always feel like that about HOAs because well they
1: could have thinking I wasn't living there because remember we were out for so many months with all the stuff there and so I went to the meeting my my hearing on on Monday and knowing that they were doing their job and I know that it's like cops you know cop pulls someone over they're person's gonna be yelling at them or blaming them or go do some real crime. And I've always what been, but my
2: neighbor has no windows.
1: <laughs> so I go in with a smile on my face, sit down and
2: you and, wear that shirt. <laughs> you <laughs> do you know, have an I I support love, HOA. Yeah, Is support that, do you have a shirt it. like that?
1: No, but I did shave that day and it was a whole new board from when I was on it. And I could tell if they were taking it seriously, which I appreciated, but you know, there's even one of them was a, a mother who had her kid in the room with her. And I appreciate that too, where sometimes you just can't find a babysitter. So they, they said, so, you know, first things first, have you gotten the, the dumpster bag up? I said, no, not yet, and this is why. It keeps people from pulling in the driveway, collapsing, and I'm on the hook for it. And this other person popped up and said, actually, that, that's correct. And so I, I gave them the story, you know, the situation, because last year was... Did you was, cry? I, I didn't work you up any tears. Tier. I didn't
2: get the sympathy tears going, but... You're an actor, so I couldn't trust you. Yeah,
1: which is why I was pretty matter-of-fact about it, you know, pointing out that last year was pretty much not a good year. Yeah, uh, with things that happened, and they were really cool. So they're like, well, can you get the bag up and then, like, put down cones? I said, absolutely. I said, I even tried yellow tape, but it made my house look like a crime scene. So I, I gave that up. So they've given me six months to fix the drive. Oh, wow. You know, like, would six months be enough? I said, I hope so. Okay, great. And so the actual hearing took maybe three minutes tops, and then I'm in there for 20 minutes just talking with them about what I used to do on the board and And different sundry items. Yeah. So it turned out uh, just uh, carrying on. Well, props to that HOA. Yeah. uh, But with cops, same thing. If you're pulled over, you can have an attitude and probably get spanked, or you can say, Yep, yeah, got me. (laughs) And sometimes, you know. Why are you so submissive all the time? (laughs) Because I don't want to go to jail again. Yeah, sure true that.
3: Okay,
2: well, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like if you're if a listener out there does concrete, give Sean a call. Uh, speaking of which, as you know, we have a call a uh, call number now for leaving messages yes. and texting
1: us and stuff. You can give numbers, or you can say it is Zen Bat Went.
2: That's nine three six two two eight nine three six
1: eight. Zen Bat Went.
2: There you go. So I want so, people to start using that. I especially when we get the podcast up, Pat Pulkis up. <laughs> uh, you'll start, you know, li- listening to another day, but, uh, and you can message us whenever. So Dick, on Wednesday's episode and yesterday
1: on the ticket stub, which I was, you guys yeah. were really gracious to, to have me sit in on, uh, we talked about this Netflix movie called, um, Murder Mystery yeah. with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Well, last night, Mrs. Skippy and I sat down was and it, watched it. Was it
2: like, okay, so you know, yesterday I talked about, it was like, it's, that's the movie to choose when you have nothing else to watch and you, and, and it's an easy just to be like, just play it.
1: It was, exactly, and you watched the it, whole thing. It was thing. there. I, I had Netflix going, and I'm thumbing through my watch list, and it was just the the, the primary screen. I'm like, you want to watch it? Sure, why not? Why not? Well, we'll give it a try, and I actually enjoyed it very much.
2: Well, good. It was.
1: I actually. I was right. Was I
2: right about my review?
1: Yes, uh, although it did follow the the norm of a murder mystery where you do have the reveal, but then you have to have the resolution to the reveal. Now, usually in a murder mystery, it's like, ah, you caught me, ah, ha, ha, And then, you know, he's arrested or killed. And this carried on for a bit. We had the, uh, had chase, the chase scene. Which,
2: that was a good gimmick, too, when they got in the car. I liked that a lot.
1: Well, at the end of the chase scene, Mrs. Gaby turned to me and she said, that's what I want. For our
2: anniversary, driving a Ferrari,
1: uh, a chase scene, oh, kind geez.
2: of thing, where, where he's just, Oh, honey, you're awesome. Well, I wish we could talk more about the movie, but I don't think our listeners have seen it. You think once a time we can start spoiling stuff for those kind of things, like a month?
1: Yeah, let's give let's it a, give a while. A I, yeah, but Skippy's review is if you have Netflix, watch it because it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny. Uh, Sad, uh, Sandler did a good job, and I like the chemistry. With uh, Jennifer Aniston.
2: And with, well, there's a joke in it. This isn't spoiling anything, but there's a joke about Allegra and Claritin. <laughs> Claritin. And Holly literally, while I watch it, goes, that's true. They're different. And I go, I don't know, because I don't take that kind of stuff. And I was like, why? Is this like a big thing between people? And I go, how much money did Claritin pay to be in this movie? Because that's like the best ad for any type of uh, allergy medication because it's like... Well, you'd think Allegra
1: would have to pay, pay for it
2: too. <laughs> yeah, that's what you know what I'm talking about. They literally have the line... It's not the same. Claritin is just better.
1: Now, see, I'm it, just, just slightly it, and
2: it And it's that reasoning. It just is. And I was like, man, they must have paid a lot of money to have that. It's not movie. a
1: spoiler, but there's a scene where the wife says, I've got allergies, pick me up some Claritin. And he goes to the pharmacy, and he sees Claritin for a certain price, and Allegra for about a buck less, and so he goes for the Allegra. Yeah. And that is me, like, to well, the... Ma- any
2: person who does logic? Right, but I'll or- actually
1: go for the... My argument is, okay, there may be a difference between Claritin and Allegra, but the brand name Claritin and the generic brand Claritin should be the same. So I'll get the generic brand, you know, the Walgreens brand or something, and that's been uh, a... Especially in marriages gone past, a big point of contention. No, it's different. No, it it's the same, so... I saw a lot of myself in that Adam Sandler. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Watch it. It, it, It's worth it. It was like, what, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes? Yeah,
2: it was. There's some funny scenes in it. There's some actually big actors in it, too. Besides Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. Would you consider Jennifer Aniston a big actress? Yes. A? Yeah, I would consider A. A minus. Well, she kind of like, she's usually the focus when she's in movies. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like she's not, oh. she's not playing the. Yeah,
1: no she she'll play a lead role, and she's mastered both TV and film, which is not easy to do.
2: And I think I, I think that's I put because Sandra Bullock is a. I, 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 be, I think that's because she's bored, so she'd rather be uh, in the, every scene because she's actually doing more. If she mm-hmm. if someone offered her like say get get uh, Gemma Atterton's role, I can't pronounce her name. That's, yeah, like, her. If she had her role, she'd be bored because she's only in a couple of scenes. Jennifer Anderson does She's a working actress.
1: Correct. I, I I would separate. I'd give it the Clooney test. I call Sandra Bullock an A-list actress because I can believably see her acting against George Clooney in like Gravity. Yeah. I could not see Jennifer Aniston in that role. Yeah. No. So that's what that's the only thing that separates her from being an A actress. I say A-minus actress, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know, speaking of movies, there's a movie trailer came out, and I'm gonna post it. Uh, I saw it the other day, and it looked. It's one of those sweet movies but the backstory is really interesting it's called the peanut butter falcon the peanut butter the falcon. peanut butter falcon uh what's interesting the synopsis of the movie is after running away from a residential nursing home to pursue his dream of becoming a pro wrestler a man with down syndrome befriends an outlaw who becomes his coach and ally so what's interesting i've read the backstory and what it is it's the people uh a group of friends one of them has down syndrome And the other group, the group of friends make movies, like they help in productions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And basically the man with Down syndrome says he wants to be an actor. And apparently they thought he was a really good actor. So they proposed this movie and they started making it. And now big names got attached to it. That's awesome. So, yeah, guess who's in it? Uh, Mickey O'Rourke. Close. Uh, We have Shia LaBeouf. Okay. He plays the ally. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, we have Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades of Grey, of course. Tom, Thomas Hayden Church, John Hawks, uh, Bruce Dern, John Berthall. I think Bruce I Dern's
1: still alive. Yeah, he I, plays he plays one okay, of the. Elderly that's the Mandela folks. effect or the so, opposite of it. I thought and he was then dead. Jake
2: the Snake, of course. He's mm-hmm. like in every great wrestling movie. And then Mick Foley. So I think it's going to be a neat movie. They already screened it, I believe, somewhere at like you know Cannes or whatever, and it got one of those feel-good movies of the year kind of stuff. So
1: Very nice. That reminds me of, uh, you know, here in the Woodlands, we've had, the last couple of years, the Inspire Film yeah. Fest. And the first year, they uh, one of the films that they showed was a wonderful documentary called Becoming Bulletproof. And the plot of this documentary, or the point of this documentary, was there's this uh, nonprofit organization that deals with special needs adults. And every year, they go out to this... Movie Ranch, and they make a
2: movie with all these special needs yeah.
1: adults and uh, where they they write it, they act in it, they start in it. And it's, you know, it's not a...
2: Were they mostly dramas? I'm well, trying to figure depends. out what kind of movie would you make. They
1: choose different...
2: A murder mystery movie would be excellent. The, they,
1: each year they choose a, a, a different topic, diff, different genre. And so they had a documentary crew filming them the year that they chose a Western. They were going to do a Western. So they wrote a Western called Bulletproof. And oh yeah, it. I remember that. And so the documentary is Becoming Bulletproof where you get all the behind the scenes of it and it was just so wonderful and then a lot of these actors came to the Inspire Film Fest uh, for the screening of it and talk about a feel good uh, some documentaries, I'm not a big documentary fan but some I just love very much and Becoming Bulletproof was one of them uh, because of that organization what they did with the special needs yeah, blood, Down sure. syndrome and, and uh, wheelchair bound and, and all kinds of stuff it, it was
2: great. So I just came up with a challenge. Okay, who would I? So you're gonna write. You're gonna write a murder mystery movie. Okay, Okay. Uh but it has to be a blend of murder mystery,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. uh, the Crying Game, (laughs) and Predator. (laughs) I think I think you could pull it off, man. Murder (laughs) mystery, murder mystery with Crying Game kind of themes, and then a Predator mixed in. Challenge accepted. So. I think you can do it. Okay.
1: I, I've been working on an, another project I've been working on. I started off as a gag, but I, I worked into it. A Shakespearean version of Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan.
2: The Return of Wrath?
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, that, along those veins. Uh huh.
2: They should probably have Boba Fett in it too, just to piss off everybody. He's like he did, sur- <laughs> they both survived. Oh. Star Trek and Boba Fett. Well, it didn't Khan die at the end? I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. Yeah. Like he got- quotes
1: Captain Ahab and. Yeah, and then,
2: blows up. Yeah, but so that's what I'm saying. Everyone, you know, everyone thinks Boba Fett died too. And Boba was, Fett did die. He went down to the throat of But there's of the you know, there's all that fantasy writing about he survived and he got out of the, the, the wormhole and
1: the then sh- he hooks up with Han Solo and and that's so, the different kind of fiction than what I typically
2: read. Yeah, that's a fan favorite right there, <laughs> for sure. But uh so yeah, so to sum it up, check out murder mystery. Check out murder mystery. Murder yeah, mystery too, Crying Game Three coming 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 your way. <laughs> Oh man, that movie! I like. I'm glad you brought that up because I got that mixed up with Boys Don't Cry, which is wonderful too. Yes, a at subtle the same difference. time, yeah, subtle difference. But uh, but yeah. So anything else going on? <laughs> no, absolutely
1: nothing. 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 Okay. Well, okay. So this is Friday. Yeah. So it I'll is. be getting some work done this afternoon. Now tomorrow um, evening, I'm back in the Dinner Detective show. I haven't been it, done it yeah. for a while uh man,
2: I, murder mystery i'm telling you yeah man. well this is i get to be the detective so it's a lot of fun doing that So you, okay so this is where you do your test screening and you come up to the director of the, the thing go i got an idea i got a script that we can write i got it. i wrote it and like oh is it murder mystery yeah yeah it's a mix between predator and crying game it's gonna <laughs> be wonderful and we're you know and you had the predator suit already i bet at home you know it'll work out i got the crying game suit yeah. home yeah <laughs> Oh, man. So can you actually do that at that dinner thing? Can no. you bring ideas to no. the table?
1: No, but, you, well, with the organization, you can uh, write your own, but it has to go through a massive process uh, of writes and stuff. And I may one day do it. I'll come up with some ideas. Uh, since the whole thing is a lot of ad lib, you know, you follow the script as close as you can, but yeah. knowing that the audience will go off in certain tracks – uh, so, they give you what are called beats, and these are the things that you have to convey, uh, preferably word for word, but if not, you have to make sure that this clue is revealed. Yeah, you have to make sure that yeah. this person or that this joke is told. Uh, but that's why it's difficult. It's not just for anyone because you have to be able to not only think on your feet, but believably think on your feet. You know, something. Yeah. Well, I, mean, that's, I think you, you were trying to
2: be an actor or actress or whatever you want to call it. Uh, That's a great way to test your skills because it's changing up a little bit. Sure, but you can be an
1: awesome actor or actress, but not be good at improv. That's what I'm saying. It's a good challenge.
2: But so it's the other way too.
1: I can be great on improv, but you put me on stage and I'm.
2: Yeah, I couldn't do that. If somebody gave me lines, I could probably remember one. I'm not. I'm not kidding. No, I did tell you the night
1: that uh, I was uh, one of the suspects in this dinner party uh, where you have to pretend. You have your backstory. I was a used car salesman, and so I had to research.
2: Jacket fib all all the way. And
1: friend of the station, Mark Wilson, was at my table.
2: Oh, man. He and his wife went out for the anniversary. Well,
1: the thing is, he saw me, and he starts to come up to me, and I had to grab his hand, shake it, and whisper in his ear, you don't know me. My name is Bob. and, and, and And so all night long, he was just. Did he help you at all? He he was like the kid at the table, like, you know, I know something, you don't know. So he didn't give away any secrets, but at the table, he'd be like, so, Bob, how long have you been in business, you know, trying to put me through my paces? It was a lot of fun. So this weekend, I get to be the detective, and then next weekend, I get to be the killer at a private party. So that's the reason I can say it, because it's not for the public.
2: See, Brett gets my joke, by the way. Which one? She was a xenomorph all along. (laughs) I'm telling you, you work it in. It's a true thing. So oh, so we're mixing in crying game, predator well, and predator alien. is the same universe. It is the so same universe. You can you can kinda of have it's kinda of like me on the yesterday. I, I wish Ooh. To, so I wish I Outland. wish to marry I wish to marry, what was it, Eva Mendez and Kiss uh mm-hmm. who was the other actress? I forgot what, it was because they're
1: J-Lo, both Scarlett Johansson, no. No, it
2: was another one because they're both in the fast and the furious universe. So I can live in that world. I'd be totally okay with that. There you go.
1: Well, apparently, remember the movie Outland? Was Sean Connery? He was like High Noon on a space station. Uh, uh, apparently, that's the same universe as well.
2: Are you serious? Mm-hmm. As
1: aliens? Mm-hmm. Because they had Wayland, I think the the company name. Oh, that's cool.
2: I haven't seen that movie in
1: a long time. It's not very good. It it, it had its moments. I, I did like the fact that it was a flat out western in outer space. Yeah,
2: we need more of those. We so need some fun. we could
1: have Sean Connery be the guy that finds out that the xenomorph was not what it appeared to be.
2: Okay, I heard a conspiracy theory uh, yesterday. I want to run this by you. Okay. So this guy was talking about NASA and how it's been underfunded for the past, you know, 20 years, and basically they think uh, a lot of people lost faith in what NASA was doing. If they're honest, you know, doing what they do. So the conspiracy theory is is the the government paid is helping pay SpaceX. To revitalize interest and trust in the space program.
1: Okay, I can see that. So
2: that's a conspiracy theory going on. That,
1: that, that's one I can latch on to because yeah. it's working.
2: Yeah, I right. like that. I like that idea because, you know, somebody, if that's true, that means whoever's just pro-space has just worked it out and mm-hmm. knows how to manipulate the
1: well, I have a friend who works for NASA. We can get him in one time as a guest and, and put him through his paces. Well, because
2: uh, this one guy was talking about why would, like, what's NASA doing when it comes to competition with SpaceX? Are they working together? Is there, is there technology being shared, or is it just a flat out, oh, they, that's the other guys on the other side of the street? And then you have Amazon's whatever blue. They have a space one too. So how's it, how, how are they all working together since there's competition now? And that's the under the, uh, the conspiracy theories. There is no competition. They're just trying to create more interest and in people's perspective of what space flight. Space that would be is.
1: great. We, I want to get us to Mars. That was the whole point of the moon landing.
2: I go to Mars. Why? Why not? Why stop there?
1: Well, that's next. It's unfortunately I, 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 after I, so, Apollo, the thought was build a shuttle fleet to as a staging area to to you know basically get the shuttles yeah, to the I, moon I, and then on to Mars. And of course, the shuttles just became orbiters and. I have, you know, my my friend worked on the shuttle so I can't That's the theory
2: behind Elon Musk's batteries. That's the only reason he's doing electrical cars here is so he can use them on the Mm -hmm. moon and other planets because we don't know what the uh, energy source will be besides the sun.
1: Yeah, I was really disappointed when the uh, previous administration to this one stopped, killed the shuttle program. Shuttles weren't kind of doing what they were supposed to be. I told
2: Holly if. The Enterprise was a real ship. I'd get on that, and you can come. I go. You can come with me if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my specialty be. Which Enterprise? Well, just I would say the uh, next generation Enterprise. Okay. Because I would be totally down for just keep going, you know, just keep going. No no expectation coming home. Just keep going. That'd be cool. And then of course the chances are of dying in space without any oxygen is pretty high. But I'm okay with that.
1: It's okay. It's uh, I've always loved the fact that and. Space movies, they tend to. The whole thing is, you gotta, you're gonna run out of air, you gotta, you gotta hurry up before you run out of air. But the fact is that it's also absolute zero out there, it's minus 256 Kelvin, and so you're gonna freeze to death pretty much before it's, you. Yeah. you well, it's gonna
2: be a horrible death, we all know.
1: Well, that's why the movie called Sunshine.
2: That's a great movie.
1: It's a great movie. Danny Boyle
2: directed that it movie. It has
1: some flaws but it's good but they have to be exposed to the space for like 10 seconds and you see them cramming their clothes with insulation yeah. and I think it's the first time that's ever happened.
2: Well, I mean that movie's totally true cuz there is a sun demon. Uh one thing that's that's interesting I wanted to tell you about it's being Danny Boyle who dropped out of James Bond. I don't know if you're a fan of James Bond. This movie is cursed. Yeah, have you have you seen that now that since he broke what did what happened to uh, Daniel Craig? He's, hurt his ankle. He basically hurt himself, so they had to postpone filming. Well, the the guy from Bohemian Rhapsody, bad guy, yeah. Huh? He's the bad guy Remy, in this one. Remy Malik, or whatever yeah, his name is. But basically, he already has a contract with another movie, mm-hmm. so they're gonna have to film like forty percent of their scenes together separately. So I love that when you're trying to do the movie magic, it's like, are they in the same room? Are they really talking to the same person? and uh, you know if you want to watch a show that shows that pretty horribly and great at the same time is the newer seasons of Arrested Development is you can totally tell like certain actors aren't there in the room with them but they're trying to, to use technology to do it uh, and some of it's pretty bad some of it's it works but it, I mean that's kind of the the neat thing about filmmaking so that that movie's gonna suck I don't have high hopes for it no not at all but uh, but yeah anything else going you, you want to talk about before we have our guests coming in at, at uh, ten o'clock about count, accounts receivables, so that's gonna be interesting. I don't even know what that is, but I own my own business, right? So I should probably receive- I should probably know that accounts one.
1: receivable and accounts payable. That I'm just kidding. I know what that is. It's only you know when you have money that this becomes germane to your life. Yeah. So, but I can still dream.
2: Well, that's one thing I love about the discussion about like Amazon not paying taxes, and I know that's a big deal with the current political debates. Or like you know, get the banks and get the the big players to spend more money. And uh, wh- one thing I have uh, always wondered is the back office talk, because that's kind of the conspiracy theory talk where, oh, Bernie Sanders wants to tear down the banks, so the banks are going to do whatever they can to prevent him from being in power or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. I really wonder what the back office talk is like, because they can only matter to a few people, if that makes sense. Explain. Well, like, for example, Amazon. Amazon employs hundreds, or not 100,000. What would you say? Like 10,000 people, 15,000 people, probably a little bit more.
1: Work for Amazon? But
2: like, that work for Amazon. But out of those people, how many really care about these new changes that could come? Like, I think it's like the board. That's it. Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones that get paid the extra, you know, you make $15 an hour. I make, you know, 10 million a year. It really is going to affect me. But I'm going to probably blame it on you. <laughs> so, we we're talking about, I wonder yeah. what that back office talk's like. Like, oh, we can't have this Bernie Sanders guy. We can't have him. Because, no, uh, kind of like that, was that AOC woman You know, the, with Amazon? They had a little tiff, like mm-hmm. a public tiff. Like, they're on their Twitters. Yeah, Amazon pulled at each up other.
1: stakes. Amazon was going to put in a. a uh, their, like they're a they're second on Twitter talking
2: to each other. Yeah. And, talking trash.
1: And they said, we're, we're pulling out because of her. And because she said she was under the impression. That they were going to get eight billion dollars and right and free, and they're like, "No, this is incentives. We would have actually increased the economy."
2: Well, no one really knows. It's a it's a roll of the dice. It just depends on the morale of people want to well, show. Well, no, a up big company
1: like that, you can. They already have a headquarters. You can see what it what it does. You want a big business in like the woodlands? We have. I don't know if I want
2: a big business here though. Because wouldn't economy? that raise property taxes? And like, oh, that's I'm about to buy a house in like a year or two. I don't want to deal with that. That's what
1: you want to buy a house before.
2: Well, I wish I was, you know, I guess I need to get a job at this Amazon that's coming. Now I'll get paid more. There you go. But then I have to pay more. I mean, no, I'm not going to work. Can we just like live off the land? Where everybody gets paid the same. Yeah. No, I just want to I I don't. I just want to eat the food I grow and that's it. And then I could shoot people coming on my land.
1: Well, you can do that anyway, yeah, buddy.
2: Where, should, where do you think the best place to do that is? <laughs> Cut and <shoot>. Mexico? <laughs> Well, it's, it's, actually, it's even more interesting as I was learning about uh, Mitt Romney's family from Mexico because his father's Mexican. Okay. And I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Uh, yeah, they, they have like a, an actual compound there because they're Mormons, and they've been there for generations. And uh, they actually have like guns, and they mm-hmm. protect their land from the cartels, and it's kind of like a mutual thing, understanding don't go here, we won't go there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And like no one brought that up during the election? I think they did. They probably did. They just had to find it. Right? Because you didn't know that. I can't believe you didn't know that.
1: You're right. It's one of the I, I would know. And I knew he was Mormon. I knew there was a compound, but I did not know. Yeah, Mexico.
2: Him. Like, he's Mexican. He's considered, like, I think he had dual citizenship. Like, I think he was born no, there. No, it was just like. He was born here or something like that, but, like, yeah. So this is verifiable Mexican and not. No, let me
1: look it up. Not Elizabeth Warren. No. Comanche. Okay.
2: And if a listener knows, look, look, check us out on Facebook or YouTube, and listen.
1: <laughs> in fact, yeah, I need to uh, call up, I think, Facebook Let's on my, see. my screen here.
2: I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, so he was born in Michigan. Is it Robney? I'm pretty sure it's Robney. Yeah, so his father, George W. Robney, was born in Colonia, Dublin, Mexico. And, oh, he was, he was a governor and stuff like that. That's cool. Let's see. Yeah, they lived in Mexico, man. I'm telling you. It was like the wildest story because it's so random. Yeah, see, yeah, Brett's right. Brett's always right about this stuff. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> uh huh. But uh, but yeah, do you don't think that's kind of wild at all? No, oh, it is very much wild. So I'm calling up our, our video here now so oh, I to I can see read what people are we talking about. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of neat when you have all these different people that have been involved with politics for so long that it's it's almost polarizing a sense of like, kind of. For example, I was, I was listening to uh, they're doing that thing in, up in Washington about, uh, what are you, reparations? Mm-hmm. Is that I pronounced that right? Yeah. And there's a couple really neat clips of f- folks talking about why we do, why we don't need to do that. And one of them was basically quoting, you know, these, back in the days, this is the, the Democratic Party, you know, voted against a lot of the civil rights stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of them that voted was Al Gore's dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's so crazy. That's how long ago it was, but it didn't seem that long ago. But... I mean, how can you continue? Well,
1: it's like what's biting Joe Biden right now is that he's on record saying that he worked with segregationist senators, the ones who fought against, um, you yeah, know, yeah. Because Joe Biden
2: has been involved in politics for how long? Like 40 like forty-some odd years. Because yeah. I know, I know the Bernie Sanders guy has been in, been working in like the government since he was like eighteen. Mm-hmm. He's never done anything else but that, and. I but that'd be wild. I yeah, so, we, I mean,
1: unfortunately, that aspect of our, um, uh, those kind of politicians aren't that far removed. You know, it's sad to, you know, when we're finding out the last World War One veteran finally has passed away. And, you know, we're getting close to having the last of World War Two veterans, and then it'll be the last yeah, of the Vietnam and veterans. Right and so it's easier to, to forget Uh, Well, you know,
2: uh, answer me this: Was the impact of like the Korean, uh, because there were several Korean wars or conflicts, or whatever you want to call them, right? There's at least two of them, right? They're separate, like Vietnam, and then there was another one, right?
1: Well, yeah, Vietnam stemmed from Korea. Uh, There's a timeline. uh, So, how many
2: times have we been in the Korea area fighting? Well, we
1: were in the Korean War, and then we were in
2: Vietnam. Okay, so Korean War. What was the Korean War all about? And what was the impact in our in our country about that? You uh. better know this. <laughs> well, because I don't really, like, when you say, like, the veterans are dying, like the World War II veteran, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But then you, you kind of, like, the lesson, like, as it keeps going, the impact's less. Like, when someone tells me, oh, they're a Korean War veteran, I'm like, yeah, well, is that as much as a World War II veteran? Like, But it's the same. They all served, they all fought, and they all risked. Yeah, no, you ha- so, do have to look at scale
1: that, uh, you know, World War II was literally a world war yeah. where you had nations going against each other and... Basically, you had uh, American troops and Allied troops. Well, I would imagine the age—the
2: age, like an 18-year-old or eight to 20-year-old in 1940. The odds are you served somewhere.
1: Oh yeah, as that as the song professes, the average age of your Vietnam, uh, uh, because there was a draft for Vietnam, but not for the Korean War, right? I believe so.
2: Because I remember my dad talking about his number and how. You know, scary oh, I was. just yeah.
1: I'm presume you still have to sign
2: up for selective service, which is the draft. Yeah.
1: And uh, no, I do remember in Vietnam that was that was a huge thing. My father was a naval commander, and so he had very strong opinions on on serving and, and those who didn't serve or, or you know ran north.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I just well, I'm thinking about that. It's just kind of like, what do we do in the future? Of- that kind of stuff is. How, we, how do we create that impact it had on that generation?
1: We keep and teaching then, it in schools. We don't yeah. whitewash. We don't tear down statues. We don't. We don't say, "Well, this is offensive in a school book, so we're going to take it out." You, we say, "Listen, this is how it was back then. This is what people did." Yeah. You. You don't whitewash it. You don't erase it. In my humble opinion.
2: There are a lot of veterans still today. So that's great.
1: Absolutely. So.
2: Okay. Well, uh it's nine forty right now. We have our guests coming in. What kind of things do you know about account accounting? I know very little and I kind of have to read everything. That's the only thing I don't really like. And I took one business class in my
1: life and as a yeah, collective in university. So I know about balance sheet and profit and loss statements and, and I get the concept. I'm just terrible at them.
2: Yeah. Well, what's 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 more interesting? Unlike uh, Bernie Sanders,
1: I know the difference between profit and revenue.
2: That's true. I think that was just a fib. Like he messed that up, no, right? I, or is he? I mean, I think he just was talking. Imagine how much that guy talks a day. It'd be, true, it'd be awful. But it's he's awful. Not,
1: but he's done it a couple of times, mixing up profit and revenue. So either he doesn't know, or he's addled.
2: I mean, I'm just I'm I am just i can not imagine having that kind of trajectory for the next year that's what he's going to be doing is talking to these different people about the same thing in different ways every day i mean i bet i mean i don't true i mean i don't know true i don't know but i do know the difference so i want to get uh so one side of my family is that my uncle was a tax lawyer like a big big tax lawyer in houston Mm -hmm. and then his daughter my cousin worked at one of the big she's uh she was an accountant for forgot her, her client. I think, like, Minute Maid was her client, like, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Big, big, big businesses. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you do day to day? And what does that really entail of, like, how do you come up with this result? Because when all the accounting friends I have, I know, they just basically work on little things every day. And then when the the deadline comes, it's done. And I was like, well, do you feel like you fulfill or you feel fulfilled with it? Uh, I don't really know. Because you don't know until it gets back. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird a weird job. but uh,
1: It's probably one of the reasons I'm not – I'm just not – it's not in my DNA yeah. to be an accountant. And talk going back to my no, HOA I, story, well, I was the treasurer, and that was just oh. terrifying to me because it's like I, I had well, to Well, that's be. why
2: I want to talk to, like, a gangster who cooks books because I want to know what that really means. Not because I want to learn how to do it, but I want to – like, why have two books? Because, well, you balance- always You always have to – like, why keep them a legal document?
1: because you have to keep tabs on it.
2: So you just need to get you just need to get like a a, a, a super a superhuman with a all in their head kind of thing,
1: like a cyborg. Yeah.
2: And then you don't like have to Quester deal with it tapes and then hopefully or they don't get arrested.
1: Yes, well, you know, cuz a balance sheet as the name implies means everything needs yeah. to balance out. It's like we start off with this much money, we add in this much and then we subtract this much for payroll and it all has to balance out. So you keep a second set of books to for the money that's not accounted for
2: in that. And Brett said there was a draft for the Korean War.
1: I thought there was, so but I, 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 I wasn't sure. Uh, I Actually, there was a Korean and Vietnam war hero, a uh, local person named Sergeant Roy Benavides, who earned the Congressional Medal of Honor okay. from Reagan and had an awesome story. And I was actually conscripted to write, uh, commissioned, I'm sorry, to write a play about his life. Oh, cool. And the play got put on at West Point.
2: And it was, I got to meet you Do you have guy. like another life? That I don't know about? Probably. Well, that other life sounds a lot cooler than what, what I got now. <laughs>
1: Let's get with you. Uh, this is where I just get to slum it. Uh, this reminds me of my Are you going to do horror. a crying
2: game on me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that you brought that up. I'm always going to try to work that in. <laughs> so how did it go? How was the play? I mean, oh, it, it, it,
1: it went well. But what was funny about the play is this man served in Korea. Okay. Uh, and he'd been... Uh,
2: you know, farmed I'll out I'll to the up.
1: CIA uh in the early days of Korea. And then in Vietnam, he was in this battle where uh he was injured so badly that they said he'd never walk again. Well, this guy was half Mexican, half Yaqui Indian. And what's Yaqui
2: Indian? Uh what region of the United States is that? Uh
1: Upper Mexico. Okay. So he grew up in El Paso. El, okay. El Paso. And um, well, actually he kind of grew up just on the other side of El Paso, but in order to get into the army, he said, oh, no, I live in El Paso. He was across the river,
2: though. I like it. Uh
1: Went in underage. in the books. Yeah, but he lied about his age and everything. And in Vietnam, again, he's injured to where they say they never walk again, so he spent the next year and a half rehabilitating to teach himself to walk. Went back to Vietnam uh, in the second tour and saved – uh, there, there's this horrible battle that went wrong and he was one of the very few survivors of it and those that did survive it was because of him. And it took 20 years from that point for him to get the Congressional Medal of Honor because in the vetting process of that, you have to have enough witnesses to, to oh, test. Oh, yeah, and, and there weren't enough left alive. And they finally found one who had survived, but they thought had died 20 years later. Just
2: took one person?
1: Yeah. It mm. was like, we don't have, we need one more verification. But the funny thing about this was when I was interviewing him, I I spent days with this man interviewing him. He was this hard-boiled killer and very, you know, it was like when he had to kill, he justified it. But he was incredibly Christian in his own way that he said, I could not have any harsh language in this play and the script. And I was like, okay, I can deal with that. So, you know, I'm writing scenes where they're standing around and he, he'd say, no, we can't have this. Well, why not Roy? Because they're saying go to hell or what the hell's going on or damn it and I'm like, yeah. Well, those were bad words, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You can say it on TV. He's like, no, 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 no. We can. so I had to find yeah, be creative log- about it. Creative yeah. ways. It was a writing exercise to set a play in Vietnam for the most part with soldiers. That's
2: where you just substitute words that mean other words, just like how we do that anyway. Like when I say and ba- vacuum
1: and yeah, yeah, or Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Ah, frack. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Well. So, I had to, that was a great writing exercise. So, all
2: right, wonderful. So, it was put on. Yep. Did you get to watch it? No, and
1: no, I didn't get to watch it.
2: Did they film it? You didn't see any of it?
1: Uh, no, I didn't see any of it. Yeah, paid though, right? It oh, check, yeah, check, I, got, check I got commission went through. for that one. All right, good. Yeah, check went through. And so. the, and he's unfortunately passed away now, but uh, they got a school named after him here in Houston. Roy Benavides, heck all of a guy. Cool. The play was called Songs in the Can
2: Night. you imagine being Google? And going to Korea and North Korea is like okay, you can do the Google Maps here. And imagine being like, who would think? They, who do you think they'd hire?
1: Oh, like to the drive level? to
2: drive the, the car. Because <laughs> I don't think they would just do any like random person in the company. I think they would have to be vetted, you know that kind of stuff. Oh they're, yeah,
1: they There are places in the Middle East that I don't want to be driving
2: down the street. See, I just I just now created the new plot to next Adam Sandler action movie. Is he's the CIA operative pretending to be a Google Street guy going into Korea and really taking pictures? Because uh, you got to write these down, man. Because there's gonna be a moneymaker. Well, I mean, I these. can't imagine. I don't think. Because do, can you even see North Korea from like Google Earth? Google Earth and stuff. Uh, well, you can see the
1: satellite images. You Go can. Ahead. Yeah, you can even see like Area 51, Groom Lake, from the satellite images. That's crazy.
2: I wonder. I wonder how that would work out. Google's like, all right, uh, Sarah and Jerry. We're gonna have you to dr- drive that. through North Korea. <laughs> I don't want to drive through North Korea. And uh, here are the MREs you'll have, and uh, <laughs> here's your flag jacket. And good we'll luck. We'll put this bug in you, and make sure we don't lose you. You know, you don't die of dysentery or whatever that
1: young man you died have a little of. Oregon Trail action there. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's uh, movie
2: plot. So write that one down. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but no, it's it's a good deal. Hey, you've been watching the uh, Women's World Cup at all? No, no. No, either. Uh, I've been doing highlights and stuff, uh, but USA was kind of kicking booty though, wasn't it? Yeah, they're kicking booty.
1: Awesome. They still in it?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're. I think they're moving on to the knockout knockout rounds now, and I think they're they're facing Spain. So it's really what's really funny to me about women's soccer is just the imbalance of global power that the nations have. So for example, USA men's sucks. USA women's the best. So when you have, like, if you can imagine being a professional soccer player, and it's just like, man, why aren't we good enough like USA? And that's when you just rub it in their faces. Like, yeah, yeah, we're better than you.
1: I remember at WNBA, there were some teams that were just really awesome, and cities where the NBA Well, was... you
2: know, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about this. I was uh, listening to a little short documentary about women's soccer. And you know, you know where they kind of attribute uh, women's soccer to? What? Why it's so popular and why they're so good? It's because apparently there was uh, some governmental rule about in in public schools when there's a men's sports team, there had to be a women's sports team too. Hmm. And soccer was the easiest one to do for both. And so, yeah, I think that was pretty. That I don't know sense. what I, if the you know if Brett knows what that's called, but it's some rule that they they had to do it. And they had to put equal money and all that kind of stuff into it. So when they were uh, when schools started opening up sports teams, it's not exactly Title Eleven, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's why uh, fundamentals were being taught, and that's why now we have the, one of the best women's soccer teams in the world, which is pretty interesting. And and the, the reason why men suck is everyone wants to play football or basketball, and then baseball, and then maybe soccer. That's why men's the men that's what I think the men's team sucks is.
1: Now the day they make beer pong an Olympic event, I'm your huckleberry.
2: Well, you know. Uh, Olympic events—they change every year or every four years, right? They add like they take out like four and they yeah, add some are added. I think was... skateboarding's in the summer one now, which is pretty interesting because I snowboard similar to snowboarding, I imagine. Yeah,
1: and they had extreme. So this and that. it's a global
2: sport. Yep. So that'd be interesting to see. What What do you think the most random one's going to be coming up? You think like racquetball or something for summer, for the summer Olympics? Yeah. What's that? What's the tennis game but with wooden with the wooden balls? It's like a smaller tennis court. It's like older people can play. You know what I'm talking about? It's not pickleball.
1: No, I don't But you know, know what I'm
2: talking about, right? Like it's a wooden handle, a wooden, it's a bigger deal, and it's you're smaller. I mean
1: No. You're not. The, I, I'd say a weird one would be Hyali.
2: What's that?
1: Uh popular uh, in like Cuba and Florida. Okay. It was supposed to be, I think in the 50s, some guys said brought it into America saying, Oh, it's gonna be the new the the, the new sport. It's uh <clears throat> Kind of a cross between hockey and, well, you fling the ball. You got these scoops and they, you fling the ball. So it's kind of like polo meets hockey meets, but there's no horses. And if you ever saw Miami Vice, you saw a quick scene of, of a Hialai player. It looks like J-A-I, J-A-I-A-L-A-I, but it's pronounced Hialai. Okay.
2: Yeah, I bet that's going to be kind of random when they start trying to get more interest in the Olympics. Because, I mean, do you think the Olympics has as much prestige as it did, you know, when there was the Cold War and all that kind of stuff? Yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I know the women's soccer, they're breaking records, I know that, for, like, uh, average viewership and stuff like that. Cool. So I guess people have nothing else to watch. <laughs> so you think so? I think so. Yeah, because I remember reading a uh, headline, like, a week ago when they beat Thailand 13-0, and they kept celebrating after every goal. Because at one point, you're kind of like, Maybe we shouldn't be celebrating, but one soccer player is like, we're in the World Cup. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, right. we're, we're here. So <laughs> Good point. Good on them for doing that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's 9.52 right now. Our guest here? I think so. I see the door opening up. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get them in. Let's uh, let's hang out for a bit and get them sit, sat down. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We're on YouTube Live, Facebook Live. Just look up uh, Dick and Skippy. We're also on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Coming up. Next, we're going to have floor AR and AP services in the studio. So if you have a question for them, you know where to write it. We have also our text line. That's right. We You can actually text us, which is great, at 936-228-9368. So uh, there you go. We'll be right back.
0: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
2: Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at
1: 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the
2: radio world.
4: Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Bean Beanpon Coffee. Beanpon Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. From the beginning,
2: the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension family and community health programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based
0: information, Extension programs help people lead
4: healthier lives.
0: We are Texas A&M
4: AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
3: Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurance. For our self pay patients, we have a sliding-scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com.
4: Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. All right, welcome
2: back to a little bit of Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, all the great places that we are. Don't forget, you can uh, text us and stuff which is really cool. It's a new thing. 936-228-9368. Nine, nine, two, two, and uh, I don't have your mic on. Was it? There we go. Was it spelled we're out? We're not doing that anymore. That's so Zen Bat went. Zen Bat went. C three Productions. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding with you, but uh, but yeah. So feel free if you have a, a question for our guests. We're gonna talk about account receivable and account payable, and we're have. Floor, AR, and AP services in the studio. You can find their detail, uh, their details and contact stuff on uh, the details of YouTube and Facebook and stuff like that. So, all right, we are back. And let me get the cameras on. Boom. There we go. All right, so who's in the studio with us?
1: Well, Dick, now we are joined by the lovely and talented
2: Alicia Diaz. Alicia. Alicia. Hi Alicia. Hello. How are you? Good. Yeah, you,
3: yeah, you gotta speak because it's, <laughs> it's yeah, radio. I'm waving.
2: That's great. So uh first up, I want to let people know you have a website. It's flora, or it's Flora accounting. So f l o r accounting is that right? Yes. Okay.
3: Yes, it uh, means flower.
2: Oh, am I saying this? Am I? No, it's flora. It's it's Spanish for flower.
3: Spanish like, for flower. Like flora. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. It's my middle Those name. Are two
2: A's. Like la is French I'm, for I'm so, flower. I'm not going to attempt this anymore. Just check out the details. Let's <laughs> refine it. Flora and fauna. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. So you do bookkeeping and accounting and all that kind of stuff, or uh, yes, sir. So what don't you do besides you know being a
3: hit lady? Besides being a hit uh, lady, just, <laughs> hey, you're presuming a lot there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I I do everything in accounting, but what my main focus is job placement in the smaller sector of accounting, accounts receivable and accounts payable.
2: So if I'm a business looking for somebody to do my ARAP. I contact you because you're like, I have this underling that's perfect
3: for you. Yes, because okay. I handpick uh, the employees. I go through resumes, okay. go through details, make sure everybody um, has the qualifications necessary. And I'm very focused on making sure that a lot of small businesses don't need an accountant per se, or they don't need a bookkeeper, but they need somebody to do the small things like paying the bills or invoicing out, which are b- very, very important. Um, parts of accounting
1: i've learned that if you don't pay the bills they tend to cut things off (laughs) yes they do color my face red
2: yeah i mean that's one thing you always got to pay on time
1: (laughs) you're so cute when you say that dick yeah what paying on time yeah yeah
2: well tell me a little bit about if like a listener it it sounds like you do from like small business to big businesses or is there like you're just you're there to help place people
3: yes i do small and large businesses actually um I have worked in the pharmaceutical oil and gas construction. I worked in various industries, so I'm very familiar with – I also come from a father who had a small business doing um, carpet installation. So I I know all aspects of the small and large business in different uh, sectors of um, accounting, but I I do help with with that.
1: Do you find it easier uh, because accounts receivable, accounts payable – it's the concept's the same across industries. Whether you're in oil exactly. and gas or real estate or whatever, the concept of AR and AP is the same. Does that is that what inspired you to do this?
3: Yes, uh, and I've done it for many years. But yeah, um, I'm, there's only a few differences, maybe coding, um, but things like that. But yeah, across the board, it's it's pretty much the same. Now,
1: mm-hmm. how's coding different? Because I asked because my wife apparently works for a company that does that. So,
3: well, do like, they have
1: like two sets of books that Dick was talking about earlier?
3: Yes, um, sometimes. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Finally. Well, does
2: my wife work for a mob? Front? I get to know this finally. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking.
3: Well, like for for oil and gas, you're gonna have like let's say you're gonna code something to um, like oil and gas, or or and then versus pharmaceutical, and code something to medication. I mean, it just it just varies. Um, but you, it's the same clicking, same filling out the fields and. Um, the one of the main programs that I work with and that I look for is QuickBooks because it's um, it was pretty easy and, and um, it, it, a lot of people know it. It's it's used across the board, especially for small businesses. Yeah, that's, what, that's businesses.
2: what we use. We mm-hmm. I, or I use, I guess. And uh, we tried several different ways. And I think that's really interesting about the accounting world is what, what's the easiest, most simple way to get to the end result. And a lot of times. I always run into my own issues because I don't do that for a living, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine how your world. You probably you're probably like just like an IT guy. You get a call, and it's like, did you turn the power on? Like that kind of stuff. Those kind of responses. And, yeah, yeah. But so.
3: I've I've done it. I've seen all kinds of different things. I'm so used to it. It's it well, comes f- easy to me now. But yeah, you. It's a learning process. Oh
2: sure, it's like you're paying for your not your knowledge basically now. Answer me this: Why does the United States government change tax stuff all the time? Why? Why is that happening?
3: To irritate you?
2: You think so? You think there's like? <laughs> you think s- there's a group of people going like, we just really <laughs> hate that dick guy.
3: We gotta get him. Yeah, they, they they told me. Oh, they, oh so you're part of, you're part of the group. <laughs> I get it Probably works for AAA
2: too on the side. Well, like uh, for example, I was reading this deal about uh, I think it was the past five years they've been doing a program. The United States government has like been helping people, they basically, uh, like, H&R Block and those folks do free tax returns. Mm-hmm. And the government helps pay for that. And I was thinking to myself, like, why all of a sudden, like, why, not, why just make it simpler instead of paying more money to understand this complicated thing? Like, I don't really understand why they make it so complicated. Because you deal, like, when you said those businesses, like oil and gas and the services you offer, I can't imagine how many people it takes to do the books there. So, like, I, I mean, you probably have hundreds of people working for Exxon just to look at the books and to cook them. But uh,
3: it, it just really depends on the industry and the business because sometimes um, it is so intricate, like you're not gonna sit there and, and read your tax laws every day. Like some some of those large industries actually outsource um, the taxes because yeah, you're right. Uh, this is a constant, um, there's new things coming in. You can't keep up with everything. And to make sure you're not doing something wrong, um, there's a lot of times that we do uh, have us like either a specialized tax accountant in the industry, or we're going to outsource somebody who just focuses on on uh, taxes because accounting is a, it's such a broad industry. It I mean, is, you have yeah. ARAP, you have your taxes, you have your bookkeeping, you have your accountant. I mean, it's just so many different yeah. things of accounting that that people how work. They, well,
2: on. You, do you ask yourself how did they do this 100 years ago? yes because some of it's pretty complicated <laughs> well i don't think it was as complicated back then but
3: yeah like, with no
2: computers like yeah there's no there's no uh digital transfers of money so like you literally had tangible coins and so uh, if you're doing payroll and you're doing all that kind of stuff who's the guy carrying the briefcase handcuffed to him because you didn't want that to get uh taken from him
3: yeah and you know what and i think over time it's it has become more complicated because i mean back Way back when, you probably just had your check register, and there wasn't all these different types of coding and taxes. I think it, yeah. Thank goodness we have computers that allows everything to be more complicated at times. <laughs>
1: Reminds me of uh, what's that movie? Uh, Catch me if you can. Because I remember oh, I in love the that movie. Where Without, yeah,
2: he was right there at the golden era of like being able to get away with that kind of theft, right? Because of the protocols not in place yet. But
1: I remember, you know, in my. Younger broke days, it's like okay, I can write this check. I know it's going to be two days before they actually cash it, so I can float this. Uh, now it's it's all instant. Yeah, yep.
2: it's kind of scary. Yeah,
1: so, it is. So, Alicia, uh, you know, doing your own business is is a bold move. What got you into that? What what prompted you to start Floor?
3: Um, I think I wanted to provide a uniqueness that not everybody. Um, I mean, you have your your bills that you have to pay, you have your invoicing, and I I don't think anybody has really focused on that industry, and it's necessary for every business. And um, I wanted to use my background um, to kind of help and and focus more on it, and I just wanted to bring um, for for the city, for um, Houston and Conroe areas, Woodlands area, I wanted to try to help out the smaller businesses as well as the large businesses and just... um, Try something new. Cool. Now, talk. So let's talk about your history. Were you like a math geek
1: in
2: school, and that's where actually I kind of was. Okay. Did you <laughs> I, did you help your father in the in the carpet stuff? Yes. So I, I was. Totally, when she said, it, I was like, I can totally see her. Just, Dad, I don't want to come. Like, no, you're going to learn this because I don't want to learn this.
3: You know what? I was on the computer like literally when it fir- when they first were coming out. Like, I don't know if I'm going to give my age away, but like seven years old. Oh, and Lord. he had the little printer. That, yeah. Well,
2: computers have been around forever, so you're no, fine. No, because I remember when we didn't have them. So yeah,
3: like they were Moving not popular. We had one when they weren't popular. We had this big old. When desktop. I was young,
2: they filled a room up. <laughs> did you ever see one of those though?
1: ENIAC, uh, yeah, I actually did one. I did so, see a supercomputer once.
2: Because my my grandfather, they had one at Pilgrim, mm-hmm. and they because uh, the punch they, cards to do the accounting and do the time punch cards and reel to reel So That's that was the first computer. like it took up like a four, fourth of a room. And they had to pay a guy to My come school
1: out. in England, we, we got the very first that IBM with a little bitty green screen there. Man, we, we had so to So you helped time your dad that. and
2: you yeah, learned it all.
3: Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I, I was uh, part of Mu Alpha Theta, which was like a math club and everything um, in high school. And it, it just. Spells kept... out math too. <laughs> Mu Alpha Theta, M A T H. I'm
2: glad I have you here.
3: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, from there, um, I actually. Uh, thought I want you know I wanted to do pharmacy but I just was not good in the chemistry I think my stronger um, my stronger asset was was math and then so I just continued with that and um I enjoyed it I work I started working in it in different fields and I just came to really love it you know some people think oh accounting is so boring well, but
2: you sound like a very personal person and I know the stigma of accounting is you know, the arm the, guarders and the visor. yeah, they they don't want to talk to anybody. They they, they 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 rather talk to the books. You know that kind of mentality. So Sandra Bullock in the nut. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so but you sound very you know you you're customer service friendly, and that's part of what your job, I imagine. You're yes. talking to people. And, yes. and you're sending out the book nerds.
3: Yes, uh, but you know what? It, I like I like my quiet and peace time. Believe it or not, I am a very very social person, but I think sometimes I like just being at my desk and. Crunchy numbers, it's it's fun to me.
1: So hypothetically, if some mob front came to you and wanted you to handle their books, would, would you have people for that too?
3: Will they pay me well? Oh,
1: good <laughs> answer.
2: Well, no, like that's, that's that's TV show uh, Ozarks based off of. Oh, is it? I was it? Yeah, because uh, Jason Bateman's character is an accountant. Or no, he's not. I, he's I think he's like some money manager person, but he knows how to launder the money. Okay. And that's his specialty, and it was numbers and being able to place them in different areas and make sure that they're clean, like to clean the money. Okay. So uh, Interesting. I, 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 what's, what's strange about that, I know it's kind of a taboo thing to talk to an actual you know, accounting bookkeeping person. Cause <laughs> that's they're, like, we say hypothetically. they're like, yeah, don't, don't mix me with those kind of words. But it happens. It's, it's going on today. And I think that's why the government changes their taxes all the time, to catch those people who are doing the wrong
1: thing. Sure, why not? It's yeah. all it's all you know academic to me until I actually like have money. Once That's I have true. money, I'd love to hire you to you what, know, what kind of challenges do
2: you face be with your company and then helping people?
3: I think believe it or not, it's more of like networking and getting to know the the qualified candidates. Like I said, I'm very particular on who I choose to place in certain jobs and um, just a lot of times. <clears throat> like people were saying, well, I don't have any experience in QuickBooks. And I feel that the the challenge is knowledge. Um, Like I, believe it or not, um, I kind of self-taught myself through YouTube. I mean, there's books and resources. Um, If you really want to get into something like accounting, my advice is kind of self-educate yourself, not only because you want to know the industry and know if you like it, but, um, you know, get, buy a program of QuickBooks, go through it, YouTube it, and, and just people, they want to be in accounting, but do you truly want to be in accounting by knowing how how to work it? And um, you got to kind of self-cheat yourself because, again, if I go into uh, a field and I don't have the background of QuickBooks, but somebody's looking for QuickBooks, am I going to get hired? Probably not. Um, so I think my biggest challenge is, like, people are wanting To be a a A -A ARAP person, but just kind of go through and say, hey, you know, even if you don't have the background say, you know what? Well, I've went on YouTube. I kind of messed with it. I'm learning it. You know, that's the biggest challenge is a lot of people are wanting to be entry level. But you've got to work at knowing the program or knowing. So, so the software like the QuickBooks, that's
1: like the the industry standards. It's like if you want to write, you have to know Microsoft. Exactly. Or, mm-hmm. And do, do they have like tests for that? Because I know you know in the past have gone for a freelance writing gig, they'll throw me a typing test to test my speed. Mm-hmm. So I, I presume like QuickBooks has their own version of that, where someone can. Oh uh,
3: yeah, on. there's there's a lot of certifi- there's certifications there's tests, but you know we we're in the um. I mean we have so much technology right now. Um YouTube, you can learn everything through YouTube. I think I had a friend who learned a guitar, how to play guitar through YouTube. It's it's yeah. like you can kind of if you really want it, go for it and learn it.
1: How important is it to remember the old skills? I like to, you know, play a game with myself with any industry like if we suddenly have that that electromagnetic pulse that wipes out the electronics, mm-hmm. how screwed is that industry? Like cars are, are screwed. Well we have unless you have a well, pinto.
2: Brett was talking about his wife, his career has gone from green bar ledgers through Lotus and up to modern accounting under SOX. I don't know what those words mean. But I they're, guess they're I technical guess technical terms. I guess in the training world that's where you start. You start with the green the green book, you know. And then But what about like good old I mean pen and paper, ledger t- book, t- yeah. you
1: know?
3: Yeah, yeah, all that's computerized, but it's the same concept, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why everyone's handwriting sucks. That's why they don't So if we ever have a Bond
1: villain like setting off the EMP, you and your, your crew would be able to handle people with the quill pens and the ledger books?
3: And more. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. And just know at that point, paper money is worthless. you got to have coins.
2: You have something. Yeah. What do you think the future currency is when the apocalypse happens? What do you think it's going to be? Like fingernails? Canned goods. Canned goods. You think so? Canned goods. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: What do you think is going to be the most popular canned good, Alicia?
3: I'm going to go with spam.
1: Spam. Because there's
3: cause oh, not yeah. a lot of there's not a lot of canned meats that's decent. I don't know. If yeah, I
2: was thinking is. lima beans, but I'll go.
3: I'll
1: go spam.
2: Yeah. Is spam the only canned meat. No, there's there's other canned meat. No, you got Armour potted meat product. Oh, yeah. isn't okay. bread in a can too? Bread. in the Oh, can? they got everything in the can. Okay. After what we
1: flooded, we actually got some MREs. It's amazing what those things are. Yeah, consist of Little creepy. Back in my day, it was mock turtle, powdered mock turtle soup. Oh, cool. Yeah.
2: Was well, there anything else you want to share with the audience? Well, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, okay. how about that? one? That's kind of important.
3: Um, can I get my phone number? on that? Yeah, for no, sure. I'm sure. Oh, we gave ours out. I mean, you give just yours <laughs> just just know
2: <laughs> there no. are sometimes consequences to that. Oh, okay. People well, may call wanting a business.
3: Okay, eight six seven five four three zero. Oh slow, slow down. Slow <laughs> down. No, that's not okay. my number. I'm singing. Sorry. Oh,
1: Okay. Dick's so- too young. He doesn't remember Tommy <laughs> Tutone. Oh, you don't. Eight dumb? six
2: seven five three oh nine. I feel sorry I've ever actually has that phone number.
1: Oh no, they sued. They sued him. Are you serious? Yeah. People.
3: Oh, oh
1: man. No, Why there, would you sue? Just get a new phone number, bro. His response: bro. Well, it wasn't so easy back in the day. You'd have a phone number that was in your house for generations. But his response was, "I didn't give
3: his an area code," and that's how he got out of it.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, what's your real phone number if you want to give it out, or website, or? I want
3: to give my Facebook website. Okay. Um, you can go to Floor AR and AP Services. Go like my page because then you'll get updates of uh, any jobs that come up. Um, you can apply on Facebook and you can also go to my website, www.flooraccounting.com. And that's right. Floor with one O. One O, yes. Yes. Flower. Okay, they cool. flower. There you
1: go. And uh, businesses looking, uh, they can go to the sites too and, and yes, put sir. in requests. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, well, uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
2: okay, well, we're going to take a little break real quick to transition. You're listening to Dick, Dick, and Skippy in the mornings, folks. We'll be back with a little bit more to talk. Feel free to join us on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. We'll be back.
0: Business Office Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
4: Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Bean Punk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events.
3: Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org
4: or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1.
2: Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com.
1: Hey, welcome back to the final segment of Nick and Skippy in the Mornings yeah. here on a Friday morning. We were talking with Alicia Diaz of Flora APAR Services. Check uh, her a sweet lady. Uh, fun interview. We told her if a mob front does get in touch with her, let us know about it. We'll change the names to protect the innocent. Uh, We're going to start wrapping up the show here, but let you know that on Monday we got special guests. Dick and I will be on the air from 9 to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a couple of gents from Quinn Investigation and Process Services. Now, I think they're going to be a phone interview.
2: So, this is like Dog the Bounty Hunter?
1: Yeah. And I'm glad it's a phone interview because for a while there, I thought it was just set up where they were going to serve me with papers on the air. That'd be really embarrassing.
2: Yeah, I was talking to them. We're going to have some, uh, we're going to be across the state. There's like a couple people who are going to join us. So, if you have questions about, you know process serving and what else was it? Uh, private investigation. Pr- private I yeah, yeah,
1: that's going to be good. To be a private eye. But know that dick and I are on the air now Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays from yeah. 9 to ten. Let us know,
2: know how the YouTube quality and the Facebook quality because that hopefully that worked out today. So, cool. I'm trying to I'm trying to juggle everyone typing stuff to me, so I'm sorry that we are not responding to you all the time. But so,
1: we, we appreciate we really appreciate the feedback yeah. and the engagement. So, that's about it for today. Yeah. Uh, stay hydrated out there. or Do watch. Uh, for some reason, I'm looking outside and got a big wind going and some cloud cover. We may have some rain coming in. Yeah. Be cautious out there. Oh, I found this on the floor. It's our oh, cool. uh, crime, crime scene, scene today. today.
2: All right, guys. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. Uh, we will be back on Monday. Like I said, check out our event calendar on our Facebook page. Uh, I know on Lone Star today, we have the extension hour at 1 o'clock and, of course, Nerd Thug Radio coming up. And then, uh, of course, Rick the Reluctant Cowboy with your best rock, classic rock, rock and roll, all that kind of stuff at 3 o'clock.